It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Hey, welcome back to the National Security Hour on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network and iHeartRadio, voice of freedom, the out loud truth, where you come to hear military and intel experts. America Out Loud Talk Radio plays on the iHeartRadio Network, and you can hear us on most any uh, platform, you know, the media players and a browser anywhere in the world. You know, we have the best in class apps on Apple, Android, Alexa. We stream 24 seven. And now you can hear us 24 seven on AmericaOutloud.com. All other shows go to podcast anywhere from one to two days after the broadcast is heard live on talk radio. You can hit them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart, and many more. So be sure to subscribe to the National Security Hour and rate the show on Apple Podcasts for us. And there's a reason for it. You know, if you rate it on Apple and you tell us where you're at, and then we have an idea what's happening, Apple has an idea, so everybody gets to know what's going on, all right? And be sure to make AmericaOutloud.com your daily stop for the latest news and happenings. And they do have a lot of news up there and a lot of shows. This is stuff you can use, all right? So we all must do our part. Share the stories, share the articles, share the videos. I do it all the time so that we can help secure America's future. You know where we are, and I have to repeat that one. And you can find out more about our show and get all the latest podcasts if you go to the menu nav bar at americaoutloud.com under show or schedule. So what you do is you hit the tab, it says shows, and then you go there and you see National Security Hour, and we're 7 p.m., five days a week, Monday to Friday. Already great guests, great hosts, great conversation, heavy hitters, you know, we tell you like it is. You may not like it, but we have to say it. Okay. So uh, before we get to uh, start it up, I don't have my co host. And today I will be hosting with my co host. I'm Colonel Mike, and Dr. Mike will be here any minute. So I'm going to start it up without Dr. Mike and go right to it. Today, we have a very special friend of the two Mikes who has been with us a couple of years. We've been speaking about climate change for a long time and all the climate hoax. His background is very, very illustrious. Is Dr. Patrick Moore, former vice president of Greenpeace. This is going to be so good. We're just going to take breaks for the commercials. It's going to be the whole hour. We're going to let Dr. Moore roll. And I'm going to tell you something. When you get Pat Moore, you get more for less. And you get really good news. So that's the opening. And... We'll see you in a minute, as soon as Dr. Mike gets back. Thank you. Welcome back, Dr. Pat Moore. Way to go, Mike. Yeah, actually, my nickname was Dr. Moore or less for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Dr. Moore, start it up. Would you like to start with the cop? Would you like to start with John Kerry? Let's give the audience something for you know that they will listen to and have some giggles at the same time. Yesterday, John Kerry said this. We can't cool the earth and feed it at the same time. In other words, uh, starving to death would be the solution. Uh, <laughs> the elimination of the humans, uh, at least all of them except him and his billionaire friends who are so scientifically illiterate, it is ridiculous. And they're saying things that, that should not be allowed. 
we should censor this. We should have an international censorship board to make sure John Kerry isn't allowed to say anything in public anymore. They should put one of those bags on him like they do on cows. Exactly. You know, fill it up and then bury it. He's all worried about cow farts. And <laughs> and 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 people actually are seriously concerned to to get they want to get rid of nitrogen fertilizer, right? Because it makes nitrogen dioxide, nitrous oxide in the atmosphere, which is a greenhouse gas, but there's so little of it, it can't possibly make any difference. And yet they're picking on that. And it just so happens, small detail, that nitrogen fertilizers are responsible for about 4 billion of us existing today. It wouldn't, wouldn't have been possible to have the food production we have today without nitrogen fertilizer. And nitrogen, I can assure you, is one of the elements in the periodic table. If there is a God, he put it here on purpose, right? It's not meant to be banned like they... I left Greenpeace because they decided to ban chlorine worldwide, an element in the periodic table, which has so many wonderful positive uses that n nobody should be able to ignore that. The fact that it's one of our most important medical elements in the periodic table, uh, along with many others, but banning elements is not in my playbook. I'm afraid <laughs> we have to use them properly. It's true, but, uh, banning them no it's part of the universe and there's only 96 of them and so we should be careful of you know about denigrating them they are dr moore how many jets were at that last big conference cop 26 or 7 whatever it was i think it was i think it was 2500 uh it, it is true now that the climate change conference the annual cop as they call it con con convention of the parties uh is the largest assemblage of private jets in, in, in the world every year. Uh, that, that is it, it, bigger than New York or anywhere else where private jets park themselves. Wow. That is the most, the biggest one. And they somehow do not see the irony in this. Never mind the complete opposite poles of They're it. They're entirely humor, humorless. And there's that. I hate people. They're like uh, some, some, monk that has just come out of somewhere that doesn't really know much of anything except what he knows and they know this very well but they don't listen and they really it strikes me as there's a great deal of lying here too and uh i don't know how we really get around it i read yesterday my wife was kind enough to give it to me a a piece out of the wall street journal a um uh, op-ed kind of piece about can the climate heal itself which I thought was a big step forward. It, it just discusses the manipulation of, uh, of uh, what do they call them, models? Yes. The, the, the failure to um, uh, take into account how, what kind of role that clouds play in promoting Earth, uh, life on Earth, both, both letting out heat, but also reflecting it back to the, to the uh, um, to the earth. And the, the, the other thing was just, it's, it's funny, just kind of what you mentioned, you know, that, that clearly this, this universe of ours, this, this earth and it's said uh, environment and it's climate and it's weather were put here by somebody who was a pretty darn good engineer. And the idea that there was, there is no, um, 
remedy or self-remedy in the way it's constructed is just 100% wrong. And, and uh, it, quite, it, was, it was quite an interesting article to come out of the mainstream media, you know, really a, a, um, a, a dissenting article. It was well-written and very kind in, in its own way, but to, to everyone. But it was yeah. a really interesting piece. In uh, theoretical terms, uh, that, that speaks to the idea. Will Happer taught me this, uh, one of the directors of the CO2 Coalition, along with myself, uh, that in nature, negative feedbacks are far more common than positive feedbacks. In other words, positive feedbacks are what make things go out of control and spin off the table and, you know, and, and just keep accelerating. Whereas negative feedbacks have a dampening effect. And most of most natural feedbacks are negative to stop things from going out of control. Because if they did go out of control very often, there would be no life on earth. We, we, we require a stable situ fairly stable situation, but they've made it now so that normal everyday weather, which can be extreme and destructive and always has been extreme and destructive since the beginning of time, uh, they're making that out to be something we are causing directly through mm -hmm. CO2 emissions. And th th that's why I made my book titled Fake Invisible Catastrophes, because almost all the scare stories are based on things that you can't see. In other yes. words, you can't see it for yourself, which is called observation, which is the first tenant of science. If you can't observe it, you might as well pretend it isn't there, right? Because you don't know it's there if you can't observe it. So you can't observe CO2 and what it's doing. You can't watch it warming the earth, for example. And so they, they can make up any story they want. And they've decided on this narrative that because CO2 is a greenhouse gas, that it is the main cause of warming and cooling or whatever of the planet. They, they never talk about it being responsible for cooling, of course, which you'd think if it was reduced, it, it would make it colder. But the fact of the matter is all through the history of CO2 and temperature, they have been out of sync more often than in sync. So they're not a cause-effect relationship in, a, in the larger sense. During these glaciation periods we're in, when the temperature goes up, the CO2 goes up because of outgassing from the oceans into the atmosphere. We know that's a fact. We know that CO2 is 800 years behind temperature in, when it gets higher, temperature comes first. So in that relationship, temperature is the cause and CO2 is the effect. There is no situation where we have proven that CO2 is the effect, sorry, is the cause, and temperature is the effect. None. There isn't any situation where we can actually say we know that from empirical evidence, from science. And so you've got a situation here where people are pretending to be scientists, and they're getting good money from the government, politicians and bureaucrats, 80% of all the science in the United States is done in universities. If you come out against the climate change narrative in a university, you might as well go home because they're not going to like you anymore and they'll figure out a way to get rid of you. So that's where it's got. Uh, it's, a, it's all political. They say, yeah. for example, they say that there's carbon pollution. Anybody who calls CO2 carbon 
should be put in some kind of mental institute. <laughs> because it isn't carbon. It's CO2. It's carbon dioxide. That would be like calling water hydrogen, which is H2O, as we know. You can't ignore the oxygen in, in water, and you can't ignore the oxygen in carbon dioxide. Scientists are very precise in their chemical names. Uh, sometimes the names are really long with lots of hyphens in them, but you have to because that's its name. And it's named that way because of its structure and the elements that are in it. Hmm. And when someone calls you a climate denier, you know for sure that they are just 100% political. I, I don't deny that there's a climate. You have to be more precise in your language, sir. You know, <laughs> and, and yet they, they just do it. They, they, they short, they, they're making up new words every day. Yeah. But, but, you know, but, Dr. Dr. Moore, if anyone just looked at the Weather Channel, and seen extreme weathers like lightnings and storms and, you know, tornadoes. I mean, this is weather. You could see it on TV on the Weather Channel every day, correct? Yes, it's been going on since the beginning of time. And actually, we are, see, they're wrong about so many things. They're wrong that CO2 is too high. It's lower than it's been in the whole history of the Earth. We were going into a period where plants were going to start dying from lack of CO2 because of the depletion of CO2 that has occurred over the last 600 million years in particular, from about 6,000 parts per million down to 180 ppm at the height of the most recent glacial period, which was 20,000 years ago. Since then, we've come into an interglacial period, but we're still in the Pleistocene Ice Age. There is no question of that. We are not in a warm period. Mm. And we get a lot warmer and still not be in a very warm period. So the idea that, that one degree Celsius, 1.5 degrees Celsius, that's like the difference between, uh, I, I don't know, Washington, D.C. and New York. You know, it, it, the difference in temperature between the equator and the North Pole is quite a bit more than 0.75 or 1.5 or whatever it is they're worried about. Mm. To be worried about 1.5 degrees Celsius is a sickness, mental illness of a sort, right? Because there's nothing to worry about that. It is, it, 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 it's an, an error, you know, it's, it's, it's not enough to even be concerned about even slightly, never mind that it's going to destroy the planet and everyone's going to die and all the rest of it. And, you know, I, 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 doomsday is, is a word that's been used all through life, all through history, that doomsday is coming. It has never happened. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here, right? It has never happened. And they're still saying it's going to happen. And well, in America, I think we have doomsday often. It's every election cycle. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when the Democrats win, we Political. really get the doomsday effect. <laughs> well, I just cannot believe the irrationality of the situation. Yes. The criminals, store clerks have to be punished if they interfere with someone robbing their store. Right, <laughs> you know, where did that come from? The, the, well, you you didn't see the latest news because you're on the West Coast. Let's say, yeah, well, yeah, today's news on the east. <laughs> today's news on the East Coast. The special of the day, I would say, the blue plate special. Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, is now proposing that the illegal immigrants in New York is overcrowding, and you must open up your home to them. And let them live with you. <laughs> sure, I'll take a dozen. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> but make sure they're nicely wrapped. 
no, no, we we're, we're looking for fentanyl here. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so bizarre, isn't it? it I, is. I, no other country is doing this, and yet the United States uh, thinks that it's normal to have millions of people pouring over your border who you don't know who they are and what they're doing and what children they're abusing and what crimes they're committing and what drugs they're pushing and all the rest of it. It's as if it doesn't really matter too much because I'd rather have a cheap houseboy. Yeah. Well, whenever you talk about, whenever you hear people talk about how good it is to have immigrants, the only thing they ever mention is the kind of exotic meals they can go out and have at restaurants. That, you know, it's the, it's the elites who talk about it and they don't go to uh, uh, places where, where people are uh, poor or, or con- competing for jobs or where the crime is. It's, it's an amazing thing. You know, and the other thing I wanted to mention, and, and it, this is Colonel Mike's uh, uh, idea, and I think it's a good one, that by creating the term uh, climate denier or, or whatever it is, climate denier, uh, you, you tie it to a uh, Holocaust denier. And so yes. the person who denies it has to be also a Nazi. You know, it is, uh, it, it, it's really remarkable. Um, they have public relations that's selling, it's not only inferior, but lethal. Well, I would never use the term, but they're the true climate Nazis. I mean, they, they, <laughs> what, what they want to do uh, with our lives and our children uh, is a crime against humanity. They're, they they should be actually confined to quarters somehow and put big duct tape across their face. Uh, because, you know, they are actually lying on purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know this because I know the subject so well. I know when people are are saying something that they can't possibly believe themselves if they had any knowledge whatsoever. And some of these people actually do understand what's going on and they just make stuff up. You know, they're, they're saying that the forest fires are caused by climate change. Lightning has been around for quite a long time. The Indians will tell us that. Yeah. And, but one of the most important things about forest management and the mismanagement that's occurring now, which is natural in some ways, because we don't really need the dead wood, in the forest to keep ourselves warm in the winter anymore because we got electricity and gas. Mm-hmm. Heat, well, Biden's not done yet, though, sir. But but back in the day, every stick of dead wood was gathered around communities and cities and towns, little villages even. All the dead wood would be gathered for the winter to mm-hmm. keep it warm. So that would greatly reduce the chance of catastrophic forest fires from lightning because it's the dead wood that causes the fire to start on the ground and get into the dead grass and then climb up the trees into the crown. And then you have a crown fire, which no animal can outrun, even humans. And uh, it, it, it's just ridiculous that they're now blaming forest fires on climate change. I mean, again, this is a cool period in the Earth's history. The, the Earth was much warmer from pole to pole uh, the equator doesn't change much when the earth warms up into the greenhouse ages, as they're called, uh, because the poles are where most of the warmth occurs in a warm earth period, like the 200 million years before this ice age came upon us, uh, where there was no ice anywhere and life flourished. Like there were giant camels roaming the Arctic islands of Canada back then. They've gone extinct since, but it's like 5 million years ago, quite recently, in fact. And 
people don't think of 5 million years ago as quite recently, but in terms of evolutionary and geologic time, it's very recent. It's just when the ice age started and it came into force around two and a half million years ago and has been in force since with interglacial periods marking it every 100,000 years of late. Originally, it was every 40,000 years. Those are both Milankovitch cycles, which relate to the gravitational impact of Jupiter. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution, the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix Rx. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Did you know that doctors and nurses have been swabbing their noses with povidone iodine to protect from airborne threats like colds, flus, and pandemic-era strains for decades? Cofix RX took that idea and made a more complete nasal formula with lasting cleansing effects. Maybe you're traveling soon or going to an event. Are you concerned somebody nearby might be sick? Maybe the office or classroom stresses you out. Get yourself a bottle of Cofix RX nasal solution. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix Rx nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. In 2008, people could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only eight seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down. Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Hey, welcome back to the National Security Hour on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network and iHeartRadio, Voice of Freedom, the Out Loud Truth, where you come to hear military and intel experts. America Out Loud Talk Radio plays on the iHeartRadio network, and you can hear us on most any uh, platform, you know, the media players and a browser anywhere in the world, 
you know, we have the best in class apps on Apple, Android, Alexa. We stream 24 seven. And now you can hear us 24 seven on AmericaOutloud.com. All other shows go to podcast anywhere from one to two days after the broadcast is heard live on talk radio. You can hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart, and many more. So be sure to subscribe to the National Security Hour and rate the show on Apple Podcasts for us. And there's a reason for it. You know, if you rate it on Apple and you tell us where you're at, and then we have an idea what's happening, Apple has an idea, so everybody gets to know what's going on, right? And be sure to make AmericaOutloud.com your daily stop for the latest news and happenings. And they do have a lot of news up there and a lot of shows. This is stuff you can use, all right? So we all must do our part. Share the stories, share the articles, share the videos. I do it all the time so that we can help secure America's future. You know where we are. And I have to repeat that one. And you can find out more about our show and get all the latest podcasts if you go to the menu nav bar at americaoutloud.com under show or schedule. So what you do is you hit the tab, it says shows, and then you go there and you see National Security Hour. And we're 7 p.m. Five days a week, Monday to Friday. Already great guests, great hosts, great conversation. Heavy hitters, you know, we tell you like it is. You may not like it, but we have to say it, okay? So uh, before we get to uh, start it up, I don't have my co-host. And today I will be hosting with my co-host. I'm Colonel Mike and Dr. Mike will be here any minute. So I'm going to start it up without Dr. Mike and go right to it. Today, we have a very special friend of the two mics who has been with us a couple of years. We've been speaking about climate change for a long time and all the climate hoax. His background is very, very illustrious. Is Dr. Patrick Moore, former vice president of Greenpeace. This is going to be so good. We're just going to take breaks for the commercials. It's going to be the whole hour. We're going to let Dr. Moore roll. And I'm going to tell you something. When you get Pat Moore... You get more for less and you get really good news. So that's the opening. And we'll see you in a minute as soon as Dr. Mike gets back. Thank you. Welcome back, Dr. Pat Moore. Way to go, Mike. Yeah, actually, my nickname was Dr. More or Less for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Dr. Moore, start it up. Would you like to start with the cop? Would you like to start with John Kerry? Let's give the audience something for, you know, that they will listen to and have some giggles at the same time. Yesterday, John Kerry said this, we can't cool the earth and feed it at the same time. In other words, uh, starving to death would be the solution. Uh, <laughs> the elimination of the humans, uh, at least all of them except him and his billionaire friends who are so scientifically illiterate, it is ridiculous. And they're saying things that, that should not be allowed we should censor this. We should have an international censorship board to make sure John Kerry isn't allowed to say anything in public anymore. They should put one of those bags on him like they do on cows. Exactly. You know, fill it up and then bury it. He's all worried about cow farts. And, <laughs> and, and, and people actually are seriously concerned to, to get, they want to get rid of nitrogen fertilizer. Right, because it makes nitrogen dioxide, nitrous oxide in the atmosphere, which is a greenhouse gas, but there's so little of it, it can't possibly make any difference. And yet they're picking on that. And it just so happens, small detail, that nitrogen fertilizers are responsible for about 
four billion of us existing today. It wouldn't wouldn't have been possible to have the food production we have today without nitrogen fertilizer. And nitrogen, I can assure you, is one of the elements in the periodic table. If there is a God, he put it here on purpose, right? It's not meant to be banned. Like they, I, I left Greenpeace because they decided to ban chlorine worldwide. An element in the periodic table, which has so many wonderful positive uses that n- nobody should be able to ignore that. The fact that it's one of our most important medical elements in the periodic table, uh, along with many others. But banning elements is not in my playbook, I'm afraid. We have to use them properly, it's true. But uh, banning them, no, it's part of the universe. And there's only 96 of them. And so we should be careful of, you know, about denigrating them. They are. Dr. Moore, how many jets were at that last big conference, COP 26 or 7, whatever it was? I think it was 2,500. It Uh, it, it is true now that the Climate Change Conference, the annual COP, as they call it, Convention of the Parties, uh, is the largest assemblage of private jets in in, in the world every year. Uh, That that is bigger than New York or anywhere else where private jets park themselves. That is the most the biggest one, and they somehow do not see the irony in this. Never mind the complete opposite poles of They're it. They're entirely humor, humorless. And there's that. I hate people. They're like uh, some some monk that has just come out of somewhere that doesn't really know much of anything except what he knows, and they know this very well, but they don't listen. And they really, it strikes me as there's a great deal of lying here too. And uh, I don't know how we really get around it. I read yesterday, my wife was kind enough to give it to me, a, a piece out of the Wall Street Journal, a um, uh, op-ed kind of piece about can the climate heal itself, which I thought was a big step forward. It, it just discusses the manipulation of, uh, of uh, what do they call them, models? Yes, the 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 failure to um, uh, take into account how what kind of role that clouds play in promoting Earth uh, life on Earth, both both letting out heat but also reflecting it back to the to the uh, um, to the Earth. And the the other thing was just it's it's funny just kind of what you mentioned, you know that that. Clearly, this this universe of ours, this this Earth and its uh, environment and its climate and its weather, were put here by somebody who was a pretty darn good engineer. And the idea that there was there is no um, remedy or self remedy in the way it's constructed is just a hundred percent wrong. And and. Uh, it quite it was, it was quite an interesting article to come out of the mainstream media. You know, really a, a, um, a, a dissenting article. It was well written and very kind in, in its own way, but to, to everyone. But it was yeah. a really interesting piece. In uh, theoretical terms, uh, that that speaks to the idea. Will Happer taught me this. Uh, one of the directors of the CO two coalition, along with myself, uh, that in nature negative feedbacks are far more common than positive feedbacks. In other words, 
positive feedbacks are what make things go out of control and spin off the table and you know and, and just keep accelerating whereas negative feedbacks have a dampening effect and most of most natural feedbacks are negative to stop things from going out of control because if they did go out of control very often there would be no life on earth we 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 require a stable situation, fairly stable situation, but they've made it now so that normal everyday weather, which can be extreme and destructive and always has been extreme and destructive since the beginning of time, uh, they're making that out to be something we are causing directly through mm. CO2 emissions. And they, th that's why I made my book titled Fake Invisible Catastrophes. Because almost all the scare stories are based on things that you can't see. In other yes. words, you can't see it for yourself, which is called observation, which is the first tenant of science. If you can't observe it, you might as well pretend it isn't there, right? Because you don't know it's there if you can't observe it. So you can't observe CO2 and what it's doing. You can't watch it warming the earth, for example. And so they can make up any story they want. And they've decided on this narrative that because CO2 is a greenhouse gas, that it is the main cause of warming and cooling or whatever of the planet. They never talk about it being responsible for cooling, of course, which you'd think if it was reduced, it would make it colder. But the fact of the matter is all through the history of CO2 and temperature, they have been out of sync more often than in sync. So they're not a cause-effect relationship in, a, in the larger sense. During these glaciation periods we're in, when the temperature goes up, the CO2 goes up because of outgassing from the oceans into the atmosphere. We know that's a fact. We know that CO2 is 800 years behind temperature in, when it gets higher, temperature comes first. So in that relationship, temperature is the cause and CO2 is the effect. There is no situation where we have proven that CO2 is the effect, sorry, is the cause and temperature is the effect. None. There isn't any situation where we can actually say we know that from empirical evidence, from science. And so you've got a situation here where people are pretending to be scientists and they're getting good money from the government, politicians and bureaucrats, 80% of all the science in the United States is done in universities. If you come out against the climate change narrative in a university, you might as well go home because they're not going to like you anymore and they'll figure out a way to get rid of you. So that's where it's got. Uh, it's, a, it's all political. They say, yeah. for example, they say that there's carbon pollution. Anybody who calls CO2 carbon should be put in some kind of mental institute. <laughs> because it isn't carbon. It's CO2. It's carbon dioxide. That would be like calling water hydrogen, which is H2O, as we know. You can't ignore the oxygen in, in water, and you can't ignore the oxygen in carbon dioxide. Scientists are very precise in their chemical names. Uh, sometimes the names are really long with lots of hyphens in them, but you have to because that's its name. And it's named that way because of its structure and the elements that are in it. Hmm. And when someone calls you a climate denier, you know for sure that they are just 100% political. I, I don't deny that there's a climate. 
you have to be more precise in your language, sir. You know, <laughs> and and yet they they just do it. They, they <coughs> short. They they're making up new words every day. Yeah. But, but, you know, Doctor Doctor Moore. If anyone just looked at the Weather Channel and seen extreme weathers like lightnings and storms and you know tornadoes, I mean, this is weather. You could see it on TV on the Weather Channel every day. Correct. Yes, it's been going on since the beginning of time. And actually, we are, see, they're wrong about so many things. They're wrong that CO2 is too high. It's lower than it's been in the whole history of the earth. We were going into a period where plants were going to start dying from lack of CO2 because of the depletion of CO2 that has occurred over the last 600 million years in particular, from about 6,000 parts per million down to 180 ppm at the height of the most recent glacial period, which was 20,000 years ago. Since then, we've come into an interglacial period, but we're still in the Pleistocene Ice Age. There is no question of that. We are not in a warm period. Mm. And we get a lot warmer and still not be in a very warm period. So the idea that, that one degree Celsius, 1.5 degrees Celsius, that's like the difference between, uh, I, I don't know, Washington, D.C. and New York. You know, it, it, the difference in temperature between the equator and the North Pole is quite a bit more than... 0.75 or 1.5 or whatever it is they're worried about hmm. to be worried about 1.5 degrees celsius is a sickness mental illness of a sort right because there's nothing to worry about that it is it it, it it's an, an error you know it's 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 not enough to even be concerned about even slightly never mind that it's going to destroy the planet and everyone's going to die and all the rest of it and you know I, I, d d doomsday is is a word that's been used all through life, all through history, that doomsday is coming. It has never happened. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here, right? It has never happened. And they're still saying it's going to happen. And well, in America, I think we have doomsday often. It's every election cycle, <laughs> <laughs> especially when the Democrats win. We Political. really get the doomsday effect. <laughs> well, I just cannot believe the irrationality of the situation. Yes. That criminals, store clerks have to be punished if they interfere with someone robbing their store. Right. <laughs> you know, where did that come from? The, the, well, you, you didn't see the latest news because you're on the West Coast, let's say. Well, yeah, today's news on the East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> today's news on the East Coast, the special of the day, I would say the blue plate special, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, is now proposing that the illegal immigrants in New York is overcrowding and you must open up your home to them and let them live with you. <laughs> sure, I'll take a dozen. Yes. <laughs> but make sure they're nicely wrapped. No, no, we, we're we looking for fentanyl here. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so bizarre, isn't it? it I, is. I, no other yeah. country is doing this, and yet the United States uh, thinks that it's normal to have millions of people pouring over your border who you don't know who they are and what they're doing and what children they're abusing and what crimes they're committing and what drugs they're pushing and all the rest of it. It's as if it doesn't really matter too much because I'd rather have a cheap houseboy. Yeah. Well, whenever you talk about the, whenever you hear people talk about how good it is to have immigrants, the only thing they ever mention is the kind of exotic meals they can go out and have at restaurants. That you know, it's the it's the elites who talk about it. And they don't go to uh, 
places where where people are uh, poor or or con- competing for jobs or where the crime is. It's it's an amazing thing, you know. And the other thing I wanted to mention, and, and it, this is Colonel Mike's uh, uh, idea, and I think it's a good one, that by creating the term uh, climate denier or or whatever it is, climate denier, uh, you you tie it to uh, Holocaust denier. And so yes. the person who denies it has to be also a Nazi. You know, it is, uh, it, it, it's really remarkable. Um, they have public relations that's selling, it's not only inferior, but lethal. Well, I would never use the term, but they're the true climate Nazis. I mean, they, they, <laughs> what they want to do uh, with our lives and our children uh, is a crime against humanity. They, they should be actually confined to quarters somehow and put big duct tape across their face. Uh, because, <laughs> you know, they are actually lying on purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know this because I know the subject so well. I know when people are, are saying something that they can't possibly believe themselves if they had any knowledge whatsoever. And some of these people actually do understand what's going on and they just make stuff up. You know, they're, they're saying that the forest fires are caused by climate change. Lightning has been around for quite a long time. The Indians will tell us that. Yeah. And, but one of the most important things about forest management and the mismanagement that's occurring now, which is natural in some ways, because we don't really need the dead wood in the forest to keep ourselves warm in the winter anymore because we got electricity and gas. Mm-hmm. Biden's well, not done yet, though, sir. But, but back in the day, every stick of dead wood was gathered around communities and cities and towns, little villages even. All the dead wood would be gathered for the winter to mm-hmm. keep it warm. So that would greatly reduce the chance of catastrophic forest fires from lightning because it's the dead wood that causes the fire to start on the ground and get into the dead grass and then climb up the trees into the crown. And then you have a crown fire, which no animal can outrun, even humans. And uh, it... it it's just ridiculous that they're now blaming forest fires on climate change. I mean, again, this is a cool period in the Earth's history. The, the Earth was much warmer from pole to pole. Uh, the equator doesn't change much when the Earth warms up into the greenhouse ages, as they're called, uh, because the poles are where most of the warmth occurs in a warm Earth period, like the 200 million years before this ice age came upon us. Uh, where there was no ice anywhere and life flourished. Like there were giant camels roaming the Arctic islands of Canada back then. They've gone extinct since, but it's like 5 million years ago, quite recently, in fact. And people don't think of 5 million years ago as quite recently, but in terms of evolutionary and geologic time, it's very recent. It's just when the ice age started and it came into force around two and a half million years ago and has been in force since with interglacial periods marking it every 100,000 years of late. Originally, it was every 40,000 years. Those are both Milankovitch cycles, which relate to the gravitational impact of Jupiter. America out loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com. Join us 
as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. We should be building nuclear plants. There are very good designs. Russia has was way ahead of, of the West in nuclear technology. They're, they've built two big reactors, 800 and 1200 megawatts, that are called BN800 and BN1200. I think it stands for big nuclear. And uh, they're huge and they're very reliable and they are making new fuel as they burn. This is called a breeder reactor or a fast neutron reactor. We've known about this for a long time. Many countries, including the United States, have built one and then shut it down. In that case, uh, under uh, which president starting with C? Oh, yeah. Uh, Clinton? Clinton, that guy. Yeah, Clinton shut it down and made sure it could never start again. They like to disable power plants. That's yes. what they've done in Germany. They've destroyed, no, in, not in Germany. In I think it's in England where they have blown up their coal plants. It would, it would have been enough just to stop them if they wanted to stop them. You know, and maybe they might need them again someday, but no, mm -hmm. They're going to make sure that doesn't happen by blowing them up and spending money to destroy them. And th th this is 
what we're looking at in the future if we don't smarten up because net zero is impossible both technically and economically we don't have that much money to make that many batteries just don't and there isn't enough material to do it anyways the amount of material that would go into a wind solar battery system is so much more like if you if you have wind and solar you're only getting electricity a third of the time from the wind and solar and then you have the battery backup when do you charge the batteries well certainly not when the wind isn't blowing and the sun isn't shining so the only time you can charge the batteries is when you're also supplying the whole system with 100% of its need the cities and the factories and stuff so you have to build three times as much capacity in order to be able to charge the batteries enough so that when the wind and solar is gone for the two thirds of the time that it isn't there, the batteries will fill the gap. This is physically impossible and financially impossible. It would take the whole GDP of the world to make that system. Wow. It's been been done. The math has been done on this. The, 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 The Manhattan Institute in New York has people working on the numbers on these things but the mainstream media doesn't ever publish them because they don't want people uh you know they don't want to break the bubble which is all it is is a bubble it's not going to happen so what is going to happen that's the real question and if we just keep on subsidizing wind and solar until it fails then you don't have anything that works anymore this is the problem I see coming. And then that, that becomes what they, the ultimate goal is population control. That's basically what these guys want. Apparently, Kerry said it just the other day, we can't make the earth cool and feed the people at the same time. Mm. He said that on TV. So we have to stop feeding people all the time. <laughs> feeding, feeding I'd like often. to see him in a restaurant and I could take the plate off his table. <laughs> The the billionaires don't need to worry. There'll be plenty of food for them. They just have to get in their jet planes and go somewhere where there's food. Uh, And it's quite, this is quite the uh, dystopic. Yes. I like that word. And it's becoming more uh, useful. It's, this is a dark future that they are creating for us and they know it. They would like the population to be cut in half as long as it doesn't include them. Mm-hmm. That's the selfishness of it, is they won't go first. And it, what a wonderful world it would be if all the people who thought there were too many people would go away and <laughs> not, not keep bothering us about how there's too many people. And There must you know. be an island somewhere we could drop them off at. You know? <laughs> a small <laughs> island for 4 billion people. Uh, maybe it isn't that many, but there's quite a few people who bought into this whole thing, lock, stock, and barrel. And what are we going to do? It's like a religion. I know it is. Well, we have the Pope saying that that the, this climate change business is a something that is important and part of your faith now to do. It's it's insane stuff. Yeah, and, and I will pray for you if you put some money in my. That's that's right. I'll pray for your climate. And that and two bucks to get your coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it's insane. Uh, it is really insane what's going on right now. This is the most dystopic period in modern history. Yeah. Uh, I'd say the Second World War uh, was, you know, pretty close to that too. 
And this is not the second world, not the third world war, but it's some kind of war. It yeah. appears to be a war against the humans. That's what it is. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, and the whole business is odd too, because the solar business and the China and the wind turbines, who do they, the, the main beneficiary is China. The panels are made there. The, the windmills are made there. And yes, uh, all they have to do is add 10% to the price they charge us and they get theirs free. Yeah, that's That's exactly right, sir. And on some of them, on wind farms near near um, uh, U.S. military facilities, they they found uh, communication intercepted interception equipment in the Chinese built um, uh, towers and windmills. It's it, so there's they're, they're, we're paying them to spy on us in in some ways. Well, we used we, to do that, Mike. Years ago, America was all involved in that kind of stuff, but now we just let it go. We're like, ah, that's passe. Let the Chinese spy on us. I <laughs> know <laughs> we have we have actually uncovered Chinese police stations in Canada. Yes, we have them in New York City too. Also, Doctor Moore. That right? Yeah, that seems odd. Right. We don't have any police stations in China, do we? No. 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 And and I think a lot of churches not even allowed in China. They got to be specialized churches. <laughs> yeah. The Chinese are probably you know bribing our own politicians with money we sent there for something it's 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 the topic is is a good is a good term sir but it's uh it's a it's a horror when you think about your grandchildren it is and and i have one uh i I wish i had four but it didn't work out that way um but i do have a grandchild and i fear for her future but she's really smart and i'm sure she'll find her way through it well, if she's your grandchild, I guarantee it. She's smart because <laughs> yeah. you're one of the smartest guys that we put on this this podcast, and we love having you on, Doctor Moore. We're almost running up on an hour. I know you got to do the other things, and you had you had a show to do before us. And we always appreciate when you come back on. So, so are our listeners, sir. Yeah, it's very good. Well, you know, hello to all your listeners. I, I really appreciate your style of interview. You give a person a chance to stretch out a little bit and uh I, en- I enjoy being on with you so anytime uh it's nice to have a conversation and to get a little deeper into some things um but i i'm i am essentially an optimist uh, i i can't be a pessimist uh mm-hmm. i'm here right that's a miracle in itself that i fa- actually exist and can do the things i do i'm going to indonesia to go snorkeling in the great barrier and good not- for you and Good for you. Triangle. Eileen and I are going in, in for our third trip there. Good two, week, two weeks on a boat. I say to people, if you haven't gone snorkeling or scuba diving, you've only seen half the world. Yeah. <laughs> you should stop by Australia and see how that dead uh, Great Barrier Reef is doing. <laughs> no, they actually announced last la- just this last summer that it's more coverage of coral than since they started looking at it 38 years ago. I, I recall that, sir. Yes. I was just, I was trying to be facetious. There was, that actually, that actually made three newspapers in the world. Yeah. And it's, but, they never talk about the, 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 the climateers never talk about the barrier reef anymore. No, no, because it's fine. Well, it's like you said, you can see it now. Yes. You can, it disproved their lie. That sure is nice. I wish we could do that about CO2, but unfortunately it is invisible and is going to stay that way. Well, 
you got to remember, there's still a bunch of guys from the fourth grade when I was in the fourth grade. And that's one of the things we learned was with that CO2, you're dead. <laughs> so, so maybe maybe they that's enough was left. Yeah, but that was back in the day when they told the truth about things. That's right. That's right, sir. Now they're saying it's going to destroy the world when, in fact, it's the most important thing there is. Weird. It is Dyst weird. Just plain dystopic. That's my word. <laughs> well, that's it. It's going to be dystopic, and that's the closing word. Dr. Moore, thank you, and come back anytime, sir. Always a pleasure, sir. Well, thanks, two mics. Nice to be with you. Thank All you. Right, thank you, Bye now. Bye. I want to thank our guest, Dr. Patrick Moore. And I want to thank you for listening, and thanks for joining us on the mission. The National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. I also want to thank our executive producer, Mary Fanning, our personal producer, Fadi, and I want to thank everybody at AmericaOutloud.com, everybody out there. Post it up on Twitter. Get it out there early. All right, we want to thank you, but you got to get it up there early so that people know we're coming up at 7. Thank you so much.